Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at Big Cat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. Our team is growing and lots of good content is coming up on Big Cat Country. Yes, we're back. Revived by the Minch. Mississippi Mudslide. Woo! Is there even like a better way? Well, no, but we didn't know this was a real way. This is unreal. I love this guy. And I just love this team. It feels good when they actually get a win. I feel like everything's good again. Remember yeah. last Monday, this past Monday, I was on the floor. Not today. I'm standing tall. Oh, yeah. He's not on the floor, guys. He is actually here. Shocker. Let's do this. Let's just get right into the game. I'm pumped. We beat the Titans. I said we were going to do it in our first podcast. Did I believe it? Sort of, maybe. I'm not sure. But we beat the Titans. We're 1-0 against the Titans. Oh, man, it feels good. How many years did it take? Well, I know they didn't beat them last year in the two matches. The year before, I definitely remember that. We didn't beat them either time, and they were saying they were better than us, even though we won the division and went to the AFC Championship. But they were like, oh, yeah, no, we're the best team in the AFC South. So it's at least been two years. And I think maybe the year before it was like we went one and one. But either way, we knocked them out and we beat them emphatically. It just was it was so good. Once we mu- recovered that muff punt early on in the game and Minshew throws that touchdown to O'Shaughnessy, it just felt like, OK, here we go. Let's go. We got this. And it was awesome. Do you think Blake Bortles watched the game? And like, how do you think he feels? I don't know if Blake likes football that much, so I don't know if he watched it. Uh, and if he did watch it, he probably doesn't feel great because there's so many people already like, we drafted Blake Bortles with a first-round pick, number three, and he's not even as good as a sixth-round Mississippi mudslide guy? Come on, this is crazy. So he probably wouldn't watch it because I don't think it would make him feel great. Um, no disrespect on Blake, but, man, Minshew is just – you just got to love everything about him, his demeanor, his persona – you could tell he's a leader. You just need a dose of the Minshew. That's really what it comes down to. A, a dose of the Minshew is nice. So what do you think about the game, though? Um, I thought that it was it had a good vibe to it. It's kind of interesting when, <laughs> when the Jaguars are leading and they have a touchdown first because that way I don't have that anxious feeling of them, you know, trying to catch up the entire game right now that is it's some good observation i'm impressed right now now it's more like oh don't let them score a touchdown don't let them score a touchdown but it's not like oh god here we go all right we're trying to just catch up catch up and then slowly as the clock winds down you're kind of getting depressed over it right so it's really true their team is not built for playing from behind their team is built for having a lead and letting that defense swarm um and i know that's what you mean so yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But speaking of the defense swarming, is Saxonville back? The what? Is Saxonville back? What is a Saxonville? It's Jacksonville? Saxonville. So in 2017, they became Saxonville because they were crushing people, sacking the quarterback just so many times. I think they finished second in the league in sacks. And remember at the beginning of our first podcast, I said, I think the Jags might lead the league in sacks. Oh, yeah, your prediction. Well, they're first now, and, you know, the other teams still have week three to play, but there's a good possibility Jags will be first after the week. 
and uh, they they were great. Nine sacks. Calais had three. Josh Allen bulldozer had two. Taven Bryant had one. Dewan Smoot had two. What is going on? It was awesome. Even Yannick finally got one. So they were just everywhere. Mariota never had a chance. You could tell he was scared. He was jumpy. And the Jags defensive line were just all over them. And that's two games in a row where they have been lights out. So if they can keep that going, you know, this team has a chance to maybe go on a run. Nice. Yeah. So Saxonville. Yes. Yes. I think, I think Let's go. I was just about to say, I feel like people can hear that you're smiling while you're talking, but that was a dead giveaway right there. Well, you know, lots of people told me after the first two episodes, I need more enthusiasm, more upbeat, you know, type of discussion. And all it took was a win, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go into what did they mean? All right. What do you think? So we're going into the Jalen trade situation. Oh, gosh. Um, we're supposed to be positive. <laughs> more news that Jalen is kind of putting his, uh, I don't know if this is an actual word, but disgruntledness. Oh, that sounds good. I like it. On the front office, um, out of the disrespectful things that they've allegedly said to him after the Houston game. What did they say to him? Well, uh, Ramsey on the 17 Weeks podcast, which aired yesterday. You don't need to listen to that one. Just listen to No Toes Down. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. Um, So his quote basically from that was, after the game, of course, it was tough in the locker room already. There had been an incident on the sideline with me and coach. I didn't think much of that in particular because that happens from time to time. And then he continues for a few seconds and later on says, and I quote, some disrespectful things were said on their end and it made me definitely call my agent as soon as I walked out and told him it's time. My time is up in Jacksonville. So it sounds like Probably after that Houston game, Tom Coughlin, maybe Dave Caldwell, but he's a little bit of a quiet guy. Probably doesn't have too much of a of a say. Um, I would say mostly Coughlin probably came and yelled at Jalen and said, you know, you can't treat your coach like that. You can't make a scene on the sidelines. And that's true. That's correct. He shouldn't have done that. He still hasn't apologized. He should. But what did he mean? I think he's just saying, listen, I do not mind Jacksonville. I don't mind the team. I don't mind my coaches, and that's clear with that. Everyone thought it was the coaches, but it's not the coaches. It's not Doug Marone. It's clearly Tom Coughlin and the organization. And if you're going to make a choice between Tom Coughlin, who hasn't really done a whole lot for this team uh, over the last couple of years, he's made some poor signings and drafted wrong people and missed out on quarterbacks. So if you're going to take Tom Coughlin or Jalen Ramsey – I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm not a me, me, rah, rah guy. I'm more of the team guy. I would go with Jalen. He is too good. The team likes him. The coach even saying he has no problem with him. It's just they're not paying him. And I don't understand why you're not paying him. You draft a guy like this so you can keep him on your team for years. And there's a clear disconnect between Tom Coughlin and Jalen Ramsey. I would side with Jalen Ramsey. This team can win without Tom Coughlin. Um, And... While I don't agree with everything Jalen did, I think I think they should keep him instead. Well, to be fair on his part as well, I haven't heard any team members, you know, saying that they have any issue with Jalen himself. It seems like they're very um, there's a bit of like a 
camaraderie going on there. Yeah, and the so, team, the defense, even the offense, they're all with Jalen. Yeah. They love him. So I can't even say, oh, maybe they're not offering, you know, to sign him because they're worried about the culture or him not fitting in or, you know, like there are things that man, I guess I will call the management in a sense mm-hmm. kind of concern themselves about, but he doesn't seem to be that problematic. So it's kind of questionable what their reasoning is. He's not an Antonio Brown his only issues have, has been he just wants to win and, you know, he shows his frustration in the wrong ways. I don't agree with everything he does, but he's, he's not necessarily a horrible person, right? He's just, just very wears his emotion on his sleeve and that's not the best thing. And he's not a leader necessarily, but he's a damn good player. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, the, this is a positive podcast. Let's get it back. Come all on. Right. What's okay. the next one? All right. All right. Here we go. So this is Coach Marone when addressing the media after the game. He says, I told the team it was the longest short week we've had in the NFL. What do you think he meant? I, I know I know what he means. Even though I'm not on the team, I felt it. That <laughs> that loss on Sunday was so heart-wrenching, right? They had it. It looked like Minshew had brought them back and was about to be a cult hero. He's a cult hero anyway, even after the loss. But um yeah, that, that was tough. And coming into a Thursday night game after a win, you know, everyone's pumped, everyone's excited. And uh, I think the week goes faster. But after a tough loss like that, everyone's questioning Doug Marone's decision to go for two points versus, you know, tying it up. And then you have the stuff with Jalen asking for a trade. We just talked about that. There's just so much stuff going on. It was probably hard to focus on the game coming up itself and the days were dragging out and everyone had to answer questions about Jalen and answer questions about going for two and blah, blah, blah. They finally just got to play and it was finally here and they played so well and they won. If you didn't know. Oh, spoiler alert. I guess. Spoiler alert. And if if anyone didn't watch the game. All right. Um, And on to our next quote, which is very interesting because it comes from someone you really wouldn't expect and from a source you uh, not necessarily would expect either. Who is it? But Tom Brady. Excuse me? To Twitter. Yeah. Tom Brady. You How could me. we be talking about him on this podcast? Shh. Okay. Tom Brady decided to flex his fingers on his iPhone <laughs> or whatever fingers. device he has. Um, Blackberry and tweeted. Probably. He had two tweets. One said... Too many penalties. Just let us play. And then another tweet said, I'm turning off this game. I can't watch these ridiculous penalties anymore. This is maddening. Tom Brady cannot sit here or in his couch or wherever he is with his, with Giselle and his kids and criticize the referees. Need I bring up the hundred million times he's benefited because of the refs? Need I remind you, Tom, of the tuck rule? Need I remind you of, this one is close to home, Twenty set the 2017 AFC Championship against the Jags. I mean, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows how, how rough that one was. And, and the referees definitely helped the Patriots out. No, Tom. No, I'm sorry. You watch this game and you feel how everyone else feels when their team plays you, okay? So don't flex your Twitter fingers and talk about the refs. You are someone who benefits the refs, so you better enjoy that game and enjoy the Jags winning. You better have kept watching. 
I'm done with you, Tom. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he was watching the Jaguars play, he must be terrified of Minshew. Like, I think that's what he really means by this tweet. Is like, scared. <laughs> oh, he's scared. He's real scared. Okay, enough about the negativity. We've buried the lead far too long. We got to get back to our boy, Gardner Flint Minshew II. Wow. Um... Actually, about that, I heard that there is a difference in Mississippi between Minshew Jr. and Minshew II. What's the difference? Um, his parents actually chose to go with Minshew II because in Mississippi, some parts of it, allegedly, um, min, like going by the junior name, you end up being called Bubba. <laughs> okay. So his dad named him Minshew II, so he wouldn't have to go by the name Bubba, which I've never heard of before. Hmm. Funny enough, it reminds me of the gum hubba bubba. But, you know, shout out to his dad for really realizing that high school bullying is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But no, really, shout out to his dad. He's obviously very supportive. Uh, he travels to all of Gardner's games throughout university, now in the NFL. You could tell he loves it. And, uh, you know, my dad was like that as well. He was always there for me. He brought me to basketball games when I was playing hockey, you know, everything. He was always there driving us. And I know there's a lot of dads out there that do the same thing. So shout out to the dads. Shout out to my dad. And, yeah, it's it's awesome to see Gardner's dad there supporting and, and getting some limelight on the uh, on the NFL Network set after the game, too. Well-deserved. You know, remember I said Gardner was going to be a, a cult hero uh, after the Texans game if they won? Yes. Well, they lost, and he's still become a cult hero. It's amazing. This guy is the American hero that everyone wants and needs. We're not even American, but we assume that's what those Americans need. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's hope we can keep it going. The Jags and Jacksonville, they deserve a guy like this. They've been looking for their quarterback for quite some time. Maybe they found him. Maybe not. We might be getting ahead of ourselves, but that's all right. We're allowed. Isn't he about to become a porn star? Yeah, there is some talk about that. And <laughs> if he does, that just furthers the legendary status of oh, himself. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, another weird thing at the game, Mike Tyson was there, and I didn't quite understand that. I don't know where Mike Tyson lives. I don't know what he's up to these days, but he was wearing a number one jersey. That was pretty random. Yeah, and apparently he was there with some UFC guy called Sugar Rashad Evans. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't know that Tyson was a Jaguars fan, but apparently he and this um, Evans guy were basically just like trading fight fight tips on the sidelines and like goofing about. And, you know, Evans was seen doing like a half roll while asking Tyson to like evaluate his moves. So what's a half roll? I have no idea. I'm assuming you it's a wrestling it. thing. OK, absolutely. Got it. I know nothing. OK. All right. Well. Uh, enough of Mike Tyson. One other guy I want to shout out, DJ Chark, or DJ Chark, DJ Chark, this guy is making a name for himself. Another touchdown last night, another big game, and he's just turned his career, albeit short career, around. Can I give you some stats? Absolutely. I'm not, I can't promise I'll remember them, though. But I'll give them to you. Okay. All right, you ready? In 2018, in his rookie year, DJ Chark had 14 catches, for 174 yards and zero touchdowns. 
want to take a guess of what this year's already like through three games? I thought you were, yeah, I, I know you want to know. Through three games this year, he has 15 catches. That's one more than his entire season last year. 277 yards. That's 103 more yards than last year. And three touchdowns. That's three more than last year. In three games. Did he play less than three games last year? He played 15 games last oh, year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So whatever he's done in the offseason, whatever confidence he's wearing, whatever Keenan McCardell has done to coach this man up, great job to everybody. And just, let's just not forget DJ Chark, do, 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 catch that ball. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, we're almost done the podcast, but we couldn't finish without our world-famous Sweeping the Nation segment, What Would Blake Do? And we sort of had a hard time coming up with an actual question yeah, for the segment this week. So we're going to put a question out there to our listeners, and we'd like you to we'd like to hear your responses on Twitter, email, hell, even send us a DM on Instagram. Uh, but our question to everyone is, what would Blake do if his clavicle was broken? That's a tough one. I really don't know. I need some some input from from the listeners. Yeah, maybe we have people out there who actually have had a bo- broken clavicle and know what you can and can't do. That's true. So. I guess we're not athletic enough to ever know. No, also I'm not athletic, so I don't never break anything. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go around the league? Why not? All right, let's go around the league. We weren't planning on it, but before we stepped in the studio, we got news that Antonio Brown had been released by the Patriots. Um, kind of a good thing. You know, the NFL you know, they don't need people in their league who are bad citizens and not good role models for the the kids out there. And he shouldn't be a part of an organization like the NFL and a professional team. Absolutely. I agree. I think it's unacceptable to have someone who has all these allegations against him and have the NFL turn a blind eye to it. They have done so numerous times in the past. Um, so seeing them take action now is something that I'm glad that they're taking seriously. And I hope it's not just something of this one instance with Antonio Brown. I hope they actually do make an effort to basically do something whenever issues like this come up with other players. Right. So I'm glad that they're doing something about it. Um, also, I mean, that video of Antonio Brown, like, running around in his backyard, being excited to be released. It almost frustrates me a little bit to see, you know, like players who get what they want. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't run the league. You kind of get placed into whatever team wants you and you embrace it. I didn't really understand it before, but now I kind of feel that people who are in the league and then suddenly feel like, oh, well, I want to be on this other team instead. Release me. That's kind of disrespectful, I think. So to see that he's actually not punished, but actually they're taking some kind of action to address like the issues around him. That's good. Yeah. And it pains me to say this, but shout out to the Patriots. They did the right thing. Um, and I think a lot of people appreciate that. Oh my God. You guys should take that sound bite and frame it because you'll never hear it again. That was an accident. Can we, can we start over? <laughs> All right. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We look forward to talking to you after the Broncos game. 
we may have a special guest for that game, a Broncos fan. So, you know, we can boo him later on. But uh, thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Bye, guys.